This is the Pathways to Greatness podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Forrester. Okay, everybody, here is take two, but I have to say this is one time that the sequel, I think, is probably better than the first time. So in today's episode, I speak with Evan Armstrong, founder of Viking Coffee Company, and in all transparency, I don't know what happened, but the first episode that we had recorded, it disappeared. I can't find it anywhere. And so he was um, very gracious enough to reschedule, and as we were going through it, I just got excited about this episode. There were just so many different things that he shared that generated a lot of thought on my part. So I don't like to talk as much as I did on this one, but I was just, he, he just generated so much good information that um, I just couldn't hold it in. And it was all due to what they're trying to do at Viking Coffee and the mission and the values that they have just resonate so much with me. You know, a couple of things that I want you to pay attention to is consistency is the key. Evan talks about his five critical tasks that he does every day, the discipline, um, how that creates freedom, core values as a guide. And then the last thing that he shares is don't take adversity for granted. So I'm not going to keep going on and on. It's a great episode. And so without further ado, Evan Armstrong. What's up, everyone? This is Evan Armstrong here. Um, I wanted to let you all know that we have a very special coffee releasing May 22nd. This is in collaboration with Mr. Jeff Spryer. He is embarking on the Trans-American Trail May 22nd. For those of you who don't know, it is pretty much a trail run across the entirety of uh, America. Um, He's starting in Oregon, and then he's finishing in Nags Head, North Carolina. Uh, The coffee that we are releasing is called Trotna, um, pretty much in Old Norse, means dominate. I, I felt that that was a very fitting name um, for the person that this is a collaboration with and the task that they are embarking on. So, May 22nd is when our new Limited Run Coffee releases. Well, the one thing I did want to tell you is that I just got my shipment um, mm-hmm. uh, coffee started back. And it was funny because I had accumulated so much since I'm the only one that drinks coffee with any regularity. My brother's with us. Mm-hmm. And so occasionally I'll make him a cough, a cup. He loves it. Mm-hmm. But man, we were so ready to get it because I had to use another bag from another brand. And then when I started back, I mean, there's just, it, it's a night and day difference. Mm-hmm. That's cool so, to hear, man. Yeah. So I love it. I love getting to hear that. Yeah. My right brother, on. when he came back, cause he'd been, out of town some and i said i'd make uh-huh. him a cup and he was like man that's so good and i was like yeah i finally got my viking back in he's like i can tell a difference so <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah i love yeah, hearing so that stuff i appreciate it well thank you for hopping on here again and, oh, and yeah. full disclosure to everybody i know as a as a public speaker or whatever you're never supposed to talk about your mistakes but somehow when we recorded the first time i lost it and um, I was bummed because it was a great conversation. <clears throat> but just like I just told you a second ago, it means that today is really the one that was meant to be. So it's going to be lights <laughs> out today, I'm sure. No, I love it. Hey, that's how <laughs> I look at everything. Like any kind of mistake, I'm like, well, it's happening, happening uh, for me, not to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I went back and I looked through my notes 
And honestly, I'm just going to start from scratch again, because I just, mm-hmm. again, you shared so much good insight and everything that I want, I don't want to steal that from other people. So before we get started, just want to explain to everybody, this is Evan Armstrong. He is the founder of Viking Coffee. And I met him through Julie Traxler. It was old man mm-hmm. strength is what she told me I needed to order. And so I ordered it and I was hooked. So the day that I got that going. Um, so I just wanted to introduce you to everybody that may not know you. But before we get started, we're going to play the same game that we played the last time. So would you rather? Okay. So would you rather freeze time or go back in time? Oh, man. I would say I still I can't remember what I said last time, but I'm still say I wish I could freeze time. Because like there are just some mornings I wish I could just like literally pause time and sleep for another eight hours. <laughs> that that's just me, but yeah, I'd have to stay free time. Yep. Nope, that's fair. Would you rather live without music or TV? Oh, uh, TV. That one's easy. Yeah. What what do you like to listen to? Oh man, I listen to everything. Lately I've been on the nineties country kick. Okay. So, like sometimes it'll switch over to like Zeppelin Zeppelin is one of the, like the big things like I really listened to growing up but last week it's been like a 90s country. So who are some of your favorite 90s country musicians? <laughs> Alan Jackson uh and Garth Brooks. Those are like my two favorite ones. But there's a lot of songs in my, in the Rolodex that like I don't necessarily know what the names of them are off the top of my head or what the artists are but like if I hear them I know I know that one. Yeah, you know it exactly, yeah. Did you watch the Garth Brooks documentary? I think it's on Netflix. Mm-mm, I have not. It's good. It's good. It's more about, it gives you his background, and then it also mm-hmm. goes into his comeback. And, mm-hmm. and it, I thought it was fascinating. I always like to, not that I'm starstruck, I just find it fascinating to see people's pathway to greatness and see where mm-hmm. they're going to end up. No, no. And I, I thought it was really cool. No, stuff like that's cool. Uh, there's a couple books that I've read in the last six months or so kind of similar, like Sam Walton's made in America. He literally talks about his entire life, how, you know, how we got to like who he was, you know, when he had, when he passed and that was really cool. And then there's one I just recently finished reading. It is called unreasonable hospitality. I can't remember the name of the author for the life of me, but it's essentially this guy. He started in the restaurant industry and he talked about like you know when he was younger he wanted to pretty much own and operate a shake shack um but he got involved in these like high class you know fancy restaurants they're like three and four star stuff like that and it it talks about his entire journey as being uh, a manager um at this restaurant called 11 11 madison park i think that's right and they're problem solving from starting out brand new to eventually getting landing for a, like a four-star review, which I guess in restaurant industry is huge, but like stuff like that, it's just cool. I love reading about that stuff. I love watching stuff about something. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Cause and you bring up a really good point. And again, it reiterates the purpose of, of this podcast is that no matter if it's restaurant, if it's coffee, if it's lumber, if it's plumbing, you mm-hmm. can take, people's learnings and apply them to wherever you're at to to end up getting similar results because success leaves clues 
and none of those stories probably lack evidence of action and hard work. I mean, mm -hmm. none of them are like, oh, this just fell in my lap and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just getting lucky every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, oh, look at that. I found another bag of money. <laughs> what are the chances? Right. Oh, man. Okay. That's so um, would you rather have medium or dark roast? Mm. Mm. Yeah, medium roast. Okay. Yeah, I like medium roasts. Now, do you have a particular area that you like your beans from? Um, I like Ethiopian a lot. That's usually my go-to. Um, I guess Costa Rica could be another one. So okay. like those are like the two I always look for. So like whenever whenever I'm like looking at other coffee brands to like try out their product and like see what they do. Those are usually two I look for. Um, I guess is a third option. If, you know, if I can't really find one of those two, I'll just look for another one from like Africa. If they have one of those. Okay. Yeah. And I would just as a little tidbit that I've learned, <laughs> it's similar to drinking wine is that you pick the mm. area that you have the grape from, like you can have the same grape, like a Cabernet grape, but from different regions and it's going to all taste differently. And that's what I would say. If, if there's novice coffee drinkers out there, start to pick the country that you like more mm -hmm. than if it's a medium, darker light, would you agree or disagree? No, I think that's like a, that's actually a really good analogy. I've never actually heard someone explain it that way before. Ooh, say, that's, that's a really good way of putting it nice yeah, yeah i mean chances are if you like coffee from south america you're probably gonna like colombian brazilian peru you'll probably you'll probably like all those because it's you know geographically relatively similar i guess environment versus something in africa so it's a really good way of putting it we see there's the value there's the value <laughs> of re-recording right Right. Yeah, because I was thinking while you were talking, and I remember we went through some wine. That was how my wife and I, our second date was a wine tasting class and going through mm -hmm. it. And that's what they taught us is that find the grape, but then go to different areas because you'll start to learn that, yes, I like a Pinot Noir, but I don't like it from this area of California. I like it from Oregon or Washington or something like that. And so then you could start to pick. And to me, it brings more fun in looking at it because then when you go to a coffee shop, you can seem like you know what you're doing. Of like, okay, where is that mm -hmm. one roasted? Versus I want a lighter, a dark, or, or whatever it may be. So cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Would you rather have pizza or tacos? Oh, man. I think pizza right now. Yeah? What kind? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say pizza. I just got... Mm, I think the last one we got was a Supreme. So I think literally almost everything on it. Okay. So you're, you just yeah, load it up and, and rock and roll. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Well, um, Evan, again, I know who you are and um, I know some of my audience will, but just give us a, a brief background of who you are and the, the birth and the genesis of Viking coffee and where that came from. Yeah. So um, I got involved in coffee roasting uh, probably eight years ago now. 
And I started roasting coffee pretty much just for myself, um, family, some friends. And I just kind of did it as a hobby just because at the time I was interning as a strength and conditioning coach at the university I went to and didn't make a lot of money. And I, you know, just searching through the internet, found out that I could buy, I think it was like 10 pounds of green coffee for maybe 26 or $30, something in there. And I got the beans in hand and I'm like, right, now what do I do? You know? <laughs> and I grew, you know, again, searching on YouTube, found out you can roast coffee on a cast iron skillet. And that's how I learned. Um, and I did that for a while and just kept learning to figure out what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, and, and eventually got to the point where I wanted to start my own business that I had always, you know, since I was, I don't know, maybe my teens wanted to own my own business, you know, I always thought, you know, I'll wait till I'm 30 when I have money and, you know, I'm established and I can afford to do that stuff. And, you know, through reading a little bit more about business, you quickly, you quickly realize that's not how that works. because. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot more responsibilities. Like I think when I started, I was 22 or 23, was single, didn't have a whole lot of responsibilities other than my job. So I could easily do that stuff. And if I were to start now, completely different story because I'm married now. Um, I've got a ton of other stuff, ton of other stuff that I'm interested in. I'd probably working a job. I I definitely wouldn't have the time that I have now to commit to it. So I just started just kind of like dove in, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, I just, you know, put, put together a website. I had a social media presence. And I just started, you know, one foot in front of the other, started building out the business. And as I've gone along, I've, I've learned a lot through experience, just figuring out like, all right, this works, this doesn't work. And then just reading as well. Reading has been a huge, huge part of, I guess, like my growth in the, in, with the company just figuring out like systems and how to do things. Like probably the one book that's been the most helpful to me has been the book profit first. Uh, you think you, I thought I understood money and how to manage it before when I was, before I got into business and upon reading that book, it has, it has completely simplified how I manage money for the business. Uh, reading has been helpful. Um, just meeting other people in the coffee industry has been extremely helpful. I've got several friends uh, who are, who've been in business just as long as I have. And, you know, I'm constantly, you know, maybe not constantly, but like on a monthly, weekly basis, I'm like texting or talking, I'm asking them stuff. They're asking me stuff. Um, just, yeah, it, it's slowly grown. It's been one of those things, you know, I've just constantly have put back into the business. I've, you know, try the best I can to take care of our customers and, and do what's right. And <clears throat> over six years, that's just continued to compound and compound. And, you know, I've, I've, we're at the point we're at now and we're, you know, working towards taking that next step. That's awesome. And I appreciate you sharing that. And, and again, it goes back to the purpose of this podcast is it's called Pathways to Greatness. And mm -hmm. everybody has a different pathway. And the purpose is to share stories like yours with the audience so that way they can see the importance of endurance and just not quitting because we all hit that point. And I'm sure that you did as well that you're like, I'm done. What in the world did I do? I can't keep going. This There's just, there's no logic in me continuing to go, but you just decided to keep mm -hmm. going. 
And mm-hmm. that's yeah, what I, I want to encourage people just not to quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like a weekly occurrence for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like be like thinking through something. I'm like, all right, well, I got this thing to do. I'm like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great to just quit? Like not have to worry about it. But then, you know, it's just like, what else am I going to do? You know, like, I'm not going to get the same enjoyment or, or feeling out of what I'm currently doing. Um, I don't know someone's trying to call me right now. All right. Perfect. I'm very sorry about that. Nope. We'll just, <laughs> we'll snip that out. All right. All right. Where was I again? We were um, <clears throat> talking about quitting. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. As I just, you know, quit the call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's just like if if I quit what I'm doing now, like what else? You know, what else am I going to, what else am I going to do? You know, like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Like, I don't have any other skills outside of what I've learned in business. Like I have, you know, and starting conditioning, but I haven't done those. And I haven't done any of that stuff since 2019. It's like, I'm sure I'm very much out of shape with that stuff. So it's just like, I have nothing to fall back on. It's like, if I quit, like, then I'm just working, you know, any other job any any average person would which there's nothing wrong with that but like i don't i don't like that stuff i get burnt out from that stuff so so easily because i don't see myself having a purpose in that yeah and that's i when you said that it brought again a, a visual to me is that you're you're a trailblazer you're the one that when you're looking for a path you're not looking for the path that's easily followed you see the path and go, but I could go up and around that rock and it's going to be a lot different, mm-hmm. more adventurous journey. Would you agree or disagree? No, no, absolutely. I would agree. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see how, at least for me, how that would be, how that would be any fun. Like, yeah, I'd have money to like go do fun stuff, but like, rather have if it means i have less money and i can still do all the stuff i'm doing in business it's still fun and exciting i can still go off and and travel and you know experience other stuff and see other places i don't know i'd rather do this right so what would be your definition of greatness Mm. I, i think for me um it's a good question really makes you think yeah i think greatness for me how i would define it is being able to just go and do stuff have experiences and not necessarily have to worry about well Am I missing this? Am I uh, am I spending too much money here? 
am I am I doing the right thing? I feel like greatness to me is like doing things so consistently well every single day that those things aren't a question because you just automatically do them. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. It's like it's <clears throat> it just becomes unconscious that it's just mm -hmm. a part of who you are and what you do, regardless of what that is. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a much more eloquent way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> well, to you kind of spelling it out. And what I like about that is consistency. <clears throat> and you talked about that earlier of just what six years have been. It's been consistency. Mm -hmm. And talk a little bit about what are some of the things that you do to that you've learned that's helped you stay consistent? Mm -hmm. So I am a very, I'm a very scattered brained person. So my wife and I talk about this all the time, whenever we have work in sessions or we're together working on projects is she is the planner. She likes having a plan. She likes to know when, when things are going to happen, what she needs to do, what mm -hmm. needs to be in place, so on and so forth. And I'm the person who's just like, we're going to do that. It's going to happen that day. And I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Like I, I, I don't like planning. I don't like having a structure. I do like having structure, but like, I would much rather just go do it and worry about the problems that come at me when, when they come at me. Um, so as far as staying consistent, like I have, I have a notebook and every day I have five critical tasks that I write down That like have to get done and typically move my life forward, whether it's business, personal, whatever. So stuff like that has has made it really easy to help keep myself on track. Like if I am not doing those things, if I have a lot of L's, so let me back up. It's like those five critical tasks. If I get through a day, they're all crossed off. The day's a win. If I get to the end of the day and there's one thing that I didn't do, I, I forgot the days and hour, I lost the day. So if I can look back across a week and I can see that I have a bunch of L's, I can see that, all right, I'm not, I'm not keeping myself on track. Like what, what do I need to do? Like what questions do I need to ask myself to make sure that I'm pushing myself back on track? I actually did it, did that this past week. Because yeah. I had a, a ton of L's probably like three weeks worth of bells like on stuff I just did not like get done. And so I looked, I'm like, all right, well, what things was it doing really well at the beginning of the year where I was getting a ton of, ton of wins that I'm not doing now. And at the beginning of the year, I was going through doing 75 hard, um, which I won't go into great detail about what that is. There's a ton of stuff on the internet. You can go look it up and stuff. But pretty much what 75 hard is, it's a set of, I think, I think five requirements that I have to do on a daily basis. And I'm real, I got real consistent in doing it. And I look at, okay, I was doing those things. I was consistent there. I was consistent with my power list. I was getting everything done. My life was moving forward. I got done with 75 hard. I, you know, I've let loose a little bit. I've been enjoying life. I've been having maybe, you know, maybe a couple beers here and there throughout the week. I've been eating a lot of sweets and treats that my wife has been making, or maybe we're going out and getting a pizza. I'm not as consistent. So I can see, okay, I need to dial myself back in as far as training goes. I need to dial myself in as far as what my diet is. I need to make sure I'm 
being responsible, getting all my tasks done so I can get to bed earlier, so I can get more sleep, so I can actually function the next day. And if I actually implement stuff that's uh, really structured and like just simple stuff as far as just like diet, exercise, sleep, and like making sure I'm actually following through with that stuff. And I, I start building momentum in that. I can start see I'm putting down the it's a reciprocal process, I guess. It builds momentum. You see, you see it happening in front of you saying, all right, I've gotten like 10 L's last 10 days. Like I feel good. Like I'm hitting all cylinders. This is great to build momentum and keep moving forward. So like for me, stuff like that really helps. Like if I'm dialed in with that, then chances are everything else in my life is going to be going good because I'm I'm getting my stuff done. Yeah, what I really enjoy about what you said there is accountability mm-hmm. with with forgiveness. Like you forgave yourself. You're like, okay, I'm looking at it. I had a bunch of L's. And there's so many times mm-hmm. I know for me, I've beaten myself up. And sometimes it can have the reverse effect when you do that after action report. Mm-hmm. When you look back, and you're like, forget it. I can't even be mm-hmm. consistent for three weeks. I'm done. What we need to do is what you did is say, okay, I messed up. I can't do anything about it other than from this point forward, I'm going to create a plan and consistency to follow. Mm-hmm. And at first too, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I fall into that trap too, where like, I just, you know, beat myself up over it, <clears throat> but it's like, it's as easy as just like stopping and look like, all right, what were you doing then? What are you doing now? Like what you were doing 90 days ago as a result of that, like I'm having, we're like, we're having a great time in business right now. It's all because of the result of what I did 90 days ago. But like, I know if I'm not doing that same stuff now, 90 days from now is we're not going to be in that great of a place. I'm like, I need to, you know, like you said, forgive myself, be honest with myself. Be like, all right, you weren't doing this, this, and this, and this. And you're expecting all the stuff that you're doing like 90 days ago. So for me anyway, it's, it's a really simple thing. It's just better questions. So like, you know, what were you doing 90 days ago? Um, what, let me try to, I'm trying to think of a good example to ask myself. Um, yeah. So, okay. Why do I have all these L's with my critical tasks? Like I'm just not being disciplined enough. Like I know what I have to do. I see it. It's on the list. I wrote it down. I look back at it. I'm just not taking the, you know, discipline to get it done. I'm thinking, oh, well, I got this going on today or I want to go to the gym. And if I go to the gym, I'm not going to be able to get this thing done, but I'd rather go to the gym. So I'll just do that. Whereas it's just like, no, hang on. Like this thing takes 30 minutes. Just do it. Go to the gym later. Or maybe go to the gym now, come back, do the thing. Whereas, you know, I've just been, you know, kind of lackadaisical, just like, oh, it's fine. I'll get it done tomorrow. Tomorrow comes around. I don't get it done. I'll get it done tomorrow. Next day comes around, still not done. So it's just you know, asking yourself better questions, being honest with yourself. Yeah, and what I like also about that example is the it's the discipline to do the things that you don't like to do. I had a conversation with a gentleman just earlier today, and that was one of the things that he said mm-hmm. is <clears throat> you need to do your best in areas you may not like to allow you to do what you enjoy. And I really, really like like that that. because like that task, you're like, let me get it done now and be efficient and get it done. So I can go to the gym, what I enjoy to do 
But if mm-hmm. I put this off, then it's going to loom over me forever. And then it kind of steals the joy away from the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, I heard it. I heard that the same thing explained a little bit differently. I, I've heard it explained as um, forcing rank. So mm. like, you know, you have to do the thing. So like, why are you worried about like, well, if I do this thing, I'm not going to do this. No, like just, just, you know, you have to do it. Just get it done. Like lock yourself in, give yourself a time frame. like 30 minutes. This is done. I'm moving on. Then like, to me, that, I don't know, to me, that makes sense. It's just like, no, like there's enough time. Give yourself 30 minutes. You could probably figure out in half that mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah. And that's a, a good lesson that I'm, I'm hopeful that the audience has heard because we've both reinforced it a couple of times. It's the easiest to overlook. And that's why I'm going to repeat it again is just have the discipline and the focus to get those things done. And like you just said, force rank at the beginning of the day, what are those five critical things? I mean, he did, Evan didn't say that there was a list of 25 things that he needed mm-hmm. to get done. He narrowed it down to the five most critical things that needed to happen. And that's attainable. Five's not over. Oh, yeah. Um, like you can't achieve five things in a day. Mm-hmm. Like there have been days like I've gotten all my critical tasks done at like noon. I still have like the entire ha- other half of the day to like do whatever. Like if I want to like completely just f off like i can do it i can do that yeah you get your critical critical things done (laughs) yeah it's great like those things are my favorite for sure but that's the reward so it goes Mm -hmm. back you you force ranked it and you did the things that you needed to get done to bring you joy to be able to and freedom to do the other things and one of the things that you did say during our last conversation i'm going to flip over because i don't want to get it wrong Mm -hmm. that i really liked there it is is that freedom over everything. Yes. And I want you to dive into that because I think what you just shared was that doing those initial things created mm-hmm. freedom and then that freedom is over everything. So so talk people through what that means to you. Yeah. So I guess just to go off of what, what you had just said as far as like those that critical tasks like creating more freedom, like it's, you know, it's the conundrum of like your to-do list. It's like a never ending list. So like you check off three things, you got like seven more that pop up. And at least for me, I, I work this way with like five critical tasks, five. That's what I work with. Once I'm done, I'm done. Whereas like other people, like they're fine with rolling with like to-do lists of like 20 different things. It's like, if I were to do that, like I'd be working all day. I wouldn't enjoy the day. I'd be like, all right, well, I only got these 16 things done. Tomorrow's going to roll on. I have these four other things stacked on top of these other 20 things. It's just like, it's never ending cycle. And that's not going to bring enjoyment for me. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to go out and shoot my bow or, you know, work on my motorcycle or go ride the motorcycle or go for a walk with my wife. Or the one thing we're trying to do today is go see the cherry blossoms because they're all blooming right now. And it looks real pretty on the peninsula. I'm not, I don't have time to enjoy those things, which like, if you're not, if you just spend your entire life working on stuff and constantly like just trying to check off to do's and you're not actually going out and like, you know, having fun, spending time with your friends and family, or your significant other, like that's not a fun life to me. And it's like the same thing with like freedom over everything. I not only apply it to like that, but also just like politics, business, um, you know, other stuff like that. 
I look at it as within, you know, just and reasonable law, like we should have freedom. Like we shouldn't have things that just come up and like restrict your freedom, which, you know, maybe like a day before was, you know, it still is the right thing, but like, you know, the next day a new law comes in, it's like, now that's illegal. You know, I, I think the easiest thing to, to compare it to, at least right now, is like, you know, current gun law. You know, there's always things like passing and changing and flipping. It's just like, well, like 90 days ago, that was completely legal. Now you're saying it's illegal. So like everyone who just bought that thing is now a criminal by what this law is. That's a very broad and vague way of describing it. But just to get the point across, it's kind of how I'm putting it. I want, I look at things as being able to have freedom. That's what America is known for. That's why people come here to this country. It's because they see this country has an opportunity for freedom. Now you have to work for it. You have to earn it because not, nothing is given. Nothing in life is given. You were given life. That's the only thing you're given. You have to earn everything. You have to work for everything. So how I see freedom over everything is <clears throat> I want to have freedom to do what I want, to live my life how I want to, and to enjoy the things that I want to within, you know, reasonable, just law. You know, if something is, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you it know, could go like, on and on. Yeah. But it, you know, but, it's a, it, it's a very important thing to think about in the context of not just politics. I mean, you talked about mm -hmm. business as well, is that, you know, you've chosen to start your own company, Viking Coffee Company, mm -hmm. to allow yourself freedom to make your own decisions and to mm -hmm. make your own pathway. And, but it's not without hard work. Like you said, is mm -hmm. it, it, yes, you still have customers to answer to, you have employees to answer to, but it's your choice and it's your freedom. And that's one of the things that being an entrepreneur gives you. Mm -hmm. It ain't easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you and, want to easy, go get a job. Right. <laughs> In which like stuff like that's fine. Like there are people who, yeah. who get fulfilled from having a job. And that's, I guess to even expand on that, like not only so I can have freedom for myself, but also like, you know, freedom for, for other people. Because in 10 years, like my goal is to have, like we're going to be, be employing a lot of people at Viking Ranch. And I want that place to be, you know, a place where people actually get fulfillment out of what they're doing. They enjoy what they're doing. They enjoy where they live. They enjoy that they get to go do the things that they want to do and have money to actually afford those things. You know, because if, if I feel like if entrepreneurs who are kind of at the stage where I'm at in business, so like right around six years, I, I feel like it's our obligation to be able to create places where freedom over everything is kind of like worked into their core values, worked into their mission, being able to like create a great company that is going to allow people to, you know, get fulfillment, to feel prideful of what they're creating and to go enjoy their life and not feel like they're tied down uh, to this job that somehow seemingly always has deadlines or always needs them when they're supposed to have time off. Right. Um, a great example. I think that, is kind of showing this in real time because they're at that point two great companies actually is first form and origin i think those two companies are showing in real time what is possible especially here in america if you actually work put in the time and effort 
to create something truly great is you create a, a company that's going to impact the culture and allow people to experience true freedom. Yeah. And while you were talking about that, I was thinking of all the different dots that you were connecting and, and you mentioned origin and, and Jocko talks about discipline equals mm-hmm. freedom is that if you want freedom, you need to be disciplined in how you live and how you show up mm-hmm. every day. Because if you're not, if you're just living with the wind and going whichever way the wind blows and, you know, making decisions based on emotion versus discipline is eventually you're going to see that freedom taken away either by your own Mm -hmm. actions or someone's like, I can't trust Jeff anymore. So I've got to take some of these things away from him, but I Mm caused the problem. And if we all go into our pathways to greatness with the idea of I have to be disciplined, we can accomplish more than we think we can. Mm -hmm. And I I like how you, how you explain it, just kind of going with the wind or going this way or that way. Cause I've heard people, argue against that like oh that's not real freedom freedom is being able to you know go with the wind do what you want right it's like i i understand where that comes from and that was me at one point in time thinking well that's not right but like you eventually have to answer for your consequences whether you think there are consequences or not or your actions were right or wrong at the time what you do is like you're eventually gonna have to answer for it it's gonna come back to you in some way shape or form and like if you're not if you're not being disciplined in your life and what you're doing and how you go about things and you know there are gonna be things that like come up they're just like well didn't see that coming but like if you're disciplined you're taking care of that stuff like yeah you know it's like things like that will occasionally pop up but like for the most part you're still gonna have freedom to go do you know whatever it is you want right and and i know we had talked about this before and this goes perfectly in line with our conversation is discipline and freedom don't come without having your values understood and known. So mm-hmm. talk to us about the importance of values, not just for yourself, but Viking coffee values as well. Yeah. So core values, how we, how we, well, we use them here and frankly, how you should use them is use your core values as a, as a guide. Okay. Um, no one's perfect. We're human. Uh, so yeah, we are going to deviate sometimes from your core values. No one's perfect. Um, but your core values are there to guide you. They're there to teach you, to keep you on track. Um, and frankly, just to help you make decisions. Mm -hmm. So we have our core values at Viking. How we do it is we have our core values listed on our website. So people can, if they've been customers of us for six years or they're like just found out about us yesterday, they can go read our core values on our website and see what we're about. So the reason we do that is if they ever have an experience with us that they feel doesn't live up to those core values, they can call us out on it and be like, Hey, um, y'all said you ship within like one to three business days. My order didn't ship until like 10 days later. I'd never received an answer as to why and be like, Oh, shoot, sorry, that's 100% our fault. We had this thing come up. This is the reason. And we'll find some, we find some way to make it up to them. And we use those as kind of like a, like a feedback loop. Like if we're not really getting 
too many complaints or things are coming up that we didn't necessarily expect, at least shows me that we're still riding along the path of our core mm -hmm. values. We're still using them effectively. It's when we start to like maybe sales dip or maybe um, we haven't heard from some certain customers that are like, we used to hear from this person like every month. We haven't heard from them in like four or five months. Like what's going on? Like, is it you know something on their end? You know, family emergency happened, they switched jobs or maybe it's something on our end. Like, what did we do? We can reach out to those people and say, hey, we just want to check in. We haven't heard from you. Um, I know based on our core values, I just want to make sure that it, we're doing everything right on our end. Like, was there anything that you that you experienced, you know, from using us? You're like, yeah, I'm not going to use these people anymore. Most of the time, it's usually something on their end. Their experience, like we had a, a woman I reached out to a while. She's like, actually, she's like, I had some kind of like weird medical condition, and I'm just kind of like finding out that I'm allergic to a lot of things. So I'm just cutting out a lot of things in my diet and just working backwards. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, right on. Like I hope you know. <laughs> I hope you figured out, you know, yeah. I thought it was something on our end and you come to find out it's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's life, you know, stuff happens. Um, so that's kind of how we use them at, at Viking. And two, I guess the other reason why we tell people about our core values is before I established our core values, I didn't really know why I did certain things that we did. So like the, the handwritten notes or, you know, doing the right thing, I guess. I always knew, I'd like, that's just how I was raised. Do the right thing. Like, you know, say please, thank you, yes sir, no sir, stuff like that, right? <clears throat> but when you break it down into core values, at least for me, it makes things more clearly defined. Like I can understand why we do certain things. It's just like, oh, not only is it the right thing, but like, it's also a form of giving. And when you give more, it feels good. Like, it's a good thing. Like, giving is one of my favorite things to do now. Like, if I can find some, like, unique way to give, I'm going to do it. Like, um, the new coffee shop that I just mentioned to you, I can't remember if we recorded or not, but for context, there's a new coffee shop that opened in town. We exclusively supply their coffee. I'm going to, whenever I go in there, I'm going to start leaving a tab open of, like, I don't know, $25, $50. Like, hey, just put $50 tab open. Next, however many people come in, coffee's on me. Like, just stuff like that. Like, it's, it's so simple, but like, it's a form of giving and it's a lot in line with my core values. Um, so I guess as far as like outside of like, if you're just some, you know, random person and you don't have a business, you're thinking, well, you know, how do core values apply to me? Well, it's, you know, the same thing. It's like your actions, like actions you're going to take in your family, in your community, at your job, at school, at work, at whatever, right? Like, you don't have to, they're not just business principles or life principles. The core values that I have in Viking are also my personal core values, the ones that we that I use personally. And if something doesn't align with those core values, I'm not going to do it. If someone wants to work with me and they don't they don't align with those core values, I'm probably not going to work with them because they don't align with align with them. And I know if I decide to go against that and work with them anyway, it's probably going to come back to bite me in the ass somehow. I don't know how, but it will. Man, that is so good. You are, you're preaching and singing my song because um, <laughs> those are things I fell so short for so long where, like you said, is I, I knew what the way I should live, but I had never actually defined it. And mm -hmm. so it was easy for me to negotiate because I didn't mm -hmm. have it in paper and I didn't put it out there where people would hold me 
accountable for those. And that goes back to our discipline conversation, but that's changed. And when it changed, that's when I feel like I gained the personal freedom to live the right way to make better decisions because I now defined what and who I am. And mm-hmm. that's the way I want people that if I don't tell them my core values, if I'm living right, they're going to, they're going to be able to figure them out. And if you can live in a way that people will tell you what your core values are, and they're really close, that means you have the discipline and you're doing, like you said, of making that your compass and your guideline of how you should live. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I, I like how you explain that. It's very, it's very simple. I'm the person who likes to explain it like 10 different ways before you get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> I usually am. <laughs> um, but another thing that I want you to share with everybody, because again, this was one of the things that had an impact on me back when it was probably over a year ago, if not two years ago, when we had our Instagram live, because you had come out mm-hmm. and you talked about the Viking coffee, coffee mission and what mm-hmm. you guys wanted to do. And it's big. And so I'd love for you to share what that is with everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think it's since last time I had this call, it's, it's changed slightly. It's a little bit more defined. Okay. Um, but essentially what our mission is, uh, is we want to impact the culture of America uh, through damn good coffee, culture, and pursuit of personal excellence. Um, what I had it as before is impact the culture of America in a great way. Uh, it's just a little bit more defined now just to really focus in on what we're trying to do. Um, and the reason is, and you know, like, like you said earlier, like it was meant to be like missions, even more defined now is culture is above politics in, in America. Like everything is downstream of culture. Like culture affects a lot of different things. It's not just politics, but a whole lot of things. Um, and when you think about it, business in America, small business in particular, employs a very large majority of people in America. It's not necessarily like these huge companies like Google or Apple or Amazon. Like even though they're, those are very large employers, in reality, they make up a very, very, very small percentage of people who are actually employed by like small businesses, whether it's mom and pop shops or, you know, a company that was started by grandpa, like you know, whenever they came over and it's turned into this big thing, it, but it's still owned by the, you know, family. They're still owned by Americans. They're still small business. And culture is a part of, mo- most of the culture is going to come from those places. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, the people who are working there, they're, they're there for 40 hours a week, however long, right? So the culture that's in that place is going to trickle down into their family. And from their family into the kids and the kids into the school and the community. So if we're able to impact the culture here at Viking Ranch, and then when we grow through, you know, just Marissa and myself, our friends, our circle of people, the people we do business with, and then that grows when we bring in more people in here. And we impact those people and those people go home and impact their significant other, their circle of friends. That's going to slowly grow over time. And if we're aligned to our core values, we're true to our mission, I'm doing the work, I'm pursuing personal excellence, all that stuff is going to trickle downstream. And 
the more ways we can, the more creative ways we can find of, of doing that, the more we're going to get closer to our mission, mm-hmm. which it's never ending. You know, it, it's a constant evolution. It's going to constantly be changing. Like one of the things that we're doing um, on May 22nd, actually, we're doing a little, we're, it's not actually not little, it's actually pretty big. We're doing a really big collaboration with uh, a customer of ours, also a friend, Jeffrey, hopefully I'm saying his last name correctly, Spire. He's doing a France America run. And, yeah. You know, he's, yeah, you know, him. okay. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's been looking for, you know, sponsorships because obviously it's a long process. He needs income to support his and his team's, you know, living expenses so he can keep, keep on doing it. We're one of the sponsors for, we're doing a little collaboration coffee for, we're making a $500 a month commitment to him to help him along and make sure, you know, his team has funds to get what they need. He aligns with their core values. He aligns with their mission. He's one of those people who understands. He, he just gets it. And if we can collaborate and work with other people like that too, it's, it's furthering our mission because he aligns with us. He, he's doing the right thing. He wants to be great. He wants to impact people and educate people and all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's like if there's tons of different ways we can, you know, figure out to like for, keep our mission moving forward. So sure. Well, and, and what you said earlier that goes to what you just said about building culture, you don't have to give somebody $500 a month to do that. It could be mm-hmm. a simple thank you at a coffee shop. Yeah. Have a great day. Like I like mm-hmm. I contact the person on the other side of the counter and say, mm-hmm. thank you. Have a great day. Or how is your day going? Or just something. You can also yeah. do like you said is just, you know what? Here's 10 bucks. So the next person that comes up, put this towards their bill. And if it's not, a, if it's, there's still left over, then it rolls to the next person. I mean, you can do so many wonderful things, a, a card, a handwritten note. You know, one of the things that you guys do that really, I, I look forward to it is who wrote me a note this month. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Marissa's got good handwriting. So I always appreciate when she writes me the notes because um, oh, yeah. I can read them. <laughs> some of them like i'm not really sure what coffee's in here (laughs) but you know but it's those little things that we've we've forgotten as a culture handwriting just Mm -hmm. somebody a letter um just little things like that can make massive difference in people's lives and this is a great reminder to me too evan it's not like i'm Mm -hmm. someone who does this stuff these little things every day you know, one of the things that somebody had shared with me um, just recently was like, I typically, when I get in the car, I like podcasts. <clears throat> and so I'm mm-hmm. not in the car as much as I used to be. So I take that chance to listen. But I started to realize is that I'm not connecting with people. And so, and just like casually connecting mm-hmm. with people. And I was talking to a good friend that he's great at it. Like out of the blue, you'll just get a phone call. And you're like, no, I just got in the truck and thought I'd call you. <laughs> and so it's made me very aware that that's hmm. something I can do to impact culture is, and if they're not there, yeah. just leave them a voicemail. I mean, we just, I get sucked into text messaging everybody all the time because it's easy, it's quick and it's convenient, mm-hmm. but it's not very personal. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. It's cool. I, I've fallen, I've fallen 
the same thing. Like I'll just put a podcast on whenever I hop in the car to go somewhere, even if it's like a minute down the road. I'm gonna start doing that now. Yeah, I well, like that. it it really did, and it's not my idea, but it's something that I can do because mm-hmm. I would justify it. So I go back to my values. Discipline is one of them. Family is another. Um, and so those are things that I consider friends, family as well, is that sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going that far. And I know usually we'll end up having a long conversation. That's just me justifying not wanting to call somebody. Just mm-hmm. call them. And if you talk to them for three minutes, say, hey, look, I just had this call and say thank you or hello or whatever, but I got to get out of the car now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I look at stuff like that as just like, putting deposits into your, I guess, I guess for lack of a better word, or for me to be able to explain it, it's just like karma. There's little deposits in karma. Like it doesn't have to be big, but like it doesn't have to be like, you know, $500 a month commitment. It can be as simple as like what you said, just like a simple phone call, simple thank you, simple have a great day. Like I'm a big believer in give more than you get because mm-hmm. I know if I give more than I get, all that stuff's going to come back to me some way, somehow. I don't know when. It just will. So, like, I kind of look at stuff, little stuff like that, like as simple as just like the the bathroom here at our shop. It's a community bathroom, so it's shared. Like, there's this is a paper towel on the floor. Just pick them up and like it's just a little deposit. Something somehow, some way, that's all going to add up and come back to you. Yeah, and and I love that example. And we're just going to keep compounding it because I want to give people ideas of what they can do. And you talked about paper on the floor. It's like, if you're out walking your dog and you see a straw or a cup or something that fell out of somebody's Mm -hmm. trash can when the garbage got, you know, truck went through, just pick it up. Just don't Mm -hmm. walk by it and acknowledge that it's there. And there's been times that I've acknowledged that it was there because I was like, I don't want to carry it all the way to the garbage. And then I, I find myself, I'm, I feel so guilty because I know that I lacked the discipline to pick it up when I knew I should, I turned around mm-hmm. and went and picked it up. Yeah. Shopping cart in the parking lot. <laughs> I know yep. that gets everybody's, you know, um, t-shirt in a wad. I won't, it, it, it's just, it's little things that I want to reinforce for people to do. And I, I may mm-hmm. sound preachy, but I think these are just tactics you and I are sharing with the audience yeah. that, that they can do that will make an impact. Yeah. Then kind of like go off of what you're saying, like, you know, the trash in the parking lot or whatever on the sidewalk. I do the same thing. Like I'll look at it I'll see it. I'll acknowledge it's there. And it's like, oh man, I don't even know where a trash can is. I ain't going to pick it up. And you're like walk like 20 feet and you're like, this is how I do it. It's like, I, I think of this, I'm like, wait, I'm like, who's watching me right now? Like someone, like I, I'm the person, like you never know who's watching. And like, even if there's no one around, like someone's watching somehow, mm-hmm. some way. And that's a whole other rabbit hole you can go down. But like, I just look at it that way. I'm like, who's watching you right now? Because, you know, someone's going to maybe see that. You're going to be like, oh. And they're going to see a piece of trash. I'm like, oh, shoot, that got picked up. I should probably pick this up. You know, it, it's just one of those things. It compounds. Little things like mm-hmm. that and what we're talking about, it compounds into big things, which goes back to your mission of changing culture. Our culture, doesn't matter on what side of the aisle that you sit on, our culture mm-hmm. has gotten away from that of doing little yes. things and nice things for each other because it's the right thing to do, not because it's going to give you an advantage over them or it's you're going to get something from them because you do it. Just do it because it's the right thing to do. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. That's that's what it is. It's like do 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 the right thing. Like that's if I if I could sum up our mission as to why we want why I want to impact the culture in a great way. It's it's that. It's do the right thing. It's because we've gotten like like you said so far away from what I remember it being growing up. At least what I was always taught and told. You know, when you're a kid, your your parents say that you know do the right thing. This that, and the other. And you just think that the whole world's like that. That's why you know that's what I'm after. Yeah. And what's great is that you are making an impact because people are watching and, you know, in your position, <clears throat> having a company, having, you know, so many different people that are purchasing from you and that see your brand, they're watching and you don't know that they're watching. And mm-hmm. you probably get this quite often. I do. And my audience isn't as big as yours is in the sense that you know, you'll, you post things, you put things out there, you're making coffee, you've got the values up there. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, somebody's like, Hey, look, I know I don't ever say anything. I don't ever post anything, but just mm-hmm. know that every, I'll read everything that you put up and it makes a difference. And I go, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes back to your point. People are watching. So you better do what's right because they're going to call you on it, or you're going to make people make somebody go look he's just a hypocrite he's not living mm-hmm. his values that he says he is yeah exactly i yeah i love that those are some of my favorite emails that i get mm-hmm. it's like i send out i've been slacking on it i need to I, I was thinking about this earlier but i send out like daily emails in the morning usually something that i'm thinking it's you know like about a word like motivational or like just discipline or like lessons that i've learned stuff like that and like I'll do them for like months on end. And I'm just like, man, do like people even read these? And like I'll occasionally get that one email. Like I got an email a couple of weeks back saying, hey man, like I just I read this. Is it a client's house in between lunch? And I kept reading it and reading it and reading it over and over again. He's like, we're going through a lot of struggles with like business right now. I just kind of you know want to quit. I've just been reading the message over and over again. And and the message I had sent out was to not take adversity for granted. So when you come up with come up with, against a challenge or a hard time or adversity, whatever it may be, don't take it for granted or don't waste the opportunity that it's giving you. Because when you come up with things like that, it's giving you an opportunity to become better because maybe you're going to find a new way to solve a problem better. You're going to grow as a person, whatever it may be. There's always an opportunity with adversity. And he had told me, he's like, I read it over and over again. At first, I didn't really understand it. And I kind of looked at what I'm experiencing in business right now and, and reading it back to this. And you're like, you know what? I don't feel as down about the problems that I'm facing right now. It actually makes me pretty excited. And you just, you know, a simple thank you like that. And like, those are my favorite emails to get. Like they're, you don't, I don't get them very often, but like when I do get them, like they're awesome. I, I love it. It's such a good feeling. Yeah, for sure. And just if I want to remind people, what you just said is don't take adversity for granted and when you're on your pathway to greatness, there's going to be adversity, there's going to be challenges, but just know that just makes you stronger, that when mm-hmm. you hit those flat spots, you're going to be able to run fast and run efficient and, and have a lot of fun and know that adversity is coming again. So that last time, the, whatever you overcome last time is making you stronger to overcome the next thing that you're going to face. Mm-hmm. Evan, man, this... We nailed it on this one. I'm glad the other one got deleted. (laughs) Thank you.
<laughs> no, this awesome. was really good. So how can people find you? Yeah. Um, uh, my personal Instagram is Evan Armstrong one. Um, uh, I'll be getting better about like just sharing more stuff on there. You know, Viking coffee co that's our business page. That's the one page I'm most active on. Um, yeah, those are really the the two places you can really find us. Uh, okay. That or just through our website somehow, some way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll put all that information in the show notes because I want everybody to go. Again, it's the best coffee club on the planet. It's wonderful coffee. I can't hide, you know, highlight it enough and share it enough. Um, I've been, I think, a couple of years. I've been a member of the mm-hmm. coffee club, so um, it does not disappoint. So I appreciate you, Evan. Thank you for for coming back on today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Many of you that follow me on social media have probably seen me say something about Highlight Coaching and Consulting. So what is that? So what we do at Highlight is we focus on teaching teens and young adults, and that's 18 to 35, valuable life skills that we wish we would have known. You know, I often ask the question, you've heard me ask it on some of these episodes of, if you could go back in time to high school and give yourself three pieces of advice, what would it be? It was actually an episode that I had not that long ago. Well, these pieces of advice is what motivated and inspired Jessica to create the ETA program to be able to pour back into teens and young adults because if we can equip them now in things that will help them make better decisions, not only through their high school years, their college years, but these are things that are going to stay with them forever. So if you're a parent listening to this and you have a teen or young adult, or if you happen to be a teen or young adult and you're listening to this as well, is the investment that you make today will pay massive dividends in the future. So these courses aren't free, um, these programs aren't free, but they're very, very worth it, if you ask me, because it's something that I know that I've just had to figure out. And so if I can help shorten the learning curve from 35 to 40 years down to just a few years, how can you put a value on that? Anyways, check it out. There's a link in the bio, not the bio, in the show notes um, for highlightcoaching.com. I encourage you to go there, check it out, reach out with questions, and let's have a conversation. Thanks. Here's the episode. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind everybody, I wrote a book in 2020 and it's called Unleash Potential. The link is in the show notes below. You can go anywhere on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, wherever online where you can buy books or my email address is in the show notes as well. And you can reach out for a signed copy. Go get yours today. It's awesome. Thank you for listening to the Pathways to Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with all your friends. Also, rate and review the show to help more people find these valuable conversations. You guys have a great day.